Hello and welcome to Epic Loot Radio, episode 31. Joining me today, Chaos Prime as always, but we're welcoming back Danny to talk about New World, the experience for the beta, the delay. There's so much news going on right now, it's almost hard to keep up. We've got a couple of topics, but before we dive into our show, I want to thank a few people. WG Productions and Keelan joining the podcast legends over here on Ginger Gaming Radio. Also, we've got more news to come up here just at the start of the show. Guys, if you want, you can now listen to the podcast in MP3 form day and date with the live show. The live show is going to be 100% moving over to Ginger Gaming Radio in September. So if you're watching this on, you know, Ginger Prime or anywhere in that regards or listening to it, be sure to go check out Ginger Gaming Radio. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast there if you want to participate in these live discussions uh, as that goes on. But also just search Epic Loot Radio wherever podcasts are found, and you can find it. Also, thanks to Luke for his generous donation, making all of this possible, allowing us to do more with the podcast itself. So let's first welcome back, Danny, to the show, man. It's been a couple of weeks, dude. When we last saw you, you're pirate gaming, you're raging and getting ready for the new world beta, <laughs> and the beta has come and gone, and we've seen a delay. Talk me through that the last couple of weeks of your life man <laughs> no it's good to be back man it's good to uh good to be back on um oh uh, 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 where do you start to be honest uh the beta was um absolutely awesome i think kind of getting back into new world and playing with you know everyone who i've been meeting over the weeks leading up to to the beta on twitch and things like that has been fantastic um getting back into the game and being you know, we, we we took the beta and, and turned it quite competitive. You know, we got quite a competitive company, and um, we just had the we had the best time, to be honest. Um, the yeah, I don't know what more to say. It was really really fun. I I understand that there was some bugs and some issues, and it was you know ultimately a test. And some people some people got really frustrated that it just some things just didn't work. And I yeah. I, I get that, but overall, um, I had a really really good time. It was really awesome to. I've been, been reading about the changes for the last what nine months, you know, constant changes mm-hmm. through the website, all these updates. Yeah. And it's, it was actually really nice to get into the game and, and try it properly, uh, stream it, talk about it and everything. Um, and Favorite course, weapon from any of it? Like, because they added a bunch of new weapons since the preview. Like, did yeah. you find yourself going like, oh, I really enjoyed this weapon and I was surprised by it? Um, probably the Ice Gauntlet. Um, I, didn't, I didn't play it too much. Um, I typically uh if you guys know me i typically play kind of a frontline heavy type player so i I picked up the warhammer of course um and when i found out that the the great axe had the grav well and it worked very very well then when you're on the front line attacking then that that just came became my my go-to weapons but uh yeah the ice gun was beautiful um so, so many things that i didn't think i would enjoy um were just really fantastic and um yeah, of course. And you mentioned there about the, the game being delayed as well. There's so much to talk about. I don't know when to stop. But um, yeah, obviously now the game has been delayed. I think um, I'm not angry. I'm kind of sad, but I'm not angry. Uh, there was a lot of issues kind of that did pop up in the beta that they need to kind of iron out. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's not. It's only a month. Um, someone mentioned to me that they think it's kind of a, a power play by New World to kind of say, look, you know, we know our game's not perfect. We're going to push it back a month. Uh, but you guys can wait, um, and we'll we'll see you in a month, month more. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm gonna keep blabbing now. But yeah, beta was amazing. <laughs> Big guy about the delay, but I understand it. Um, I understand it wasn't ready. Uh, but yeah, I did you <laughs> did you get to max level at all? Colin Prime says that uh, they didn't try to get to max level in the new be- in the beta, but they thought they'd save that for the main game. You said your guild was hyper competitive. Did you hit sixty? What was that experience? <laughs> I I got my ass. Uh, kicked by the by the company to be honest because i was sat around level 30 for most of the beta um damn what are you doing why are you such a low level and for me personally i i really um i maxed out in the preview last august so the beta for me was really a chance to um kind of just chill and understand the functionality behind you know running a town or running a company and you know we had um we had we had that we had over 150 people. So for us kind of managing um, a lot of people was a way for us to just figure that out and figure out the crafting between 150 people and, you know, 
a lot of our company were encumbered for the full beta because they were just sharing constant materials. So we were just, we, a lot of us used it as a testing um, for the main game. But yeah, there was a lot of people in our company that maxed level quite quickly. Uh, but for me personally, I was just really relaxed and just just enjoyed being back in the environment because it's such a beautiful game. So, yeah. Do you, uh, do you worry that there might be a, even another delay? Because people have speculated that uh, one month delay isn't enough uh, enough time <laughs> and that people should delay uh, to 2022. Oh, I don't like talking about these things. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think if they... I mean, I, I, I actually have no idea on what it takes to develop a game or to fix the code and things like that, but... Um, you know, I've heard through the grapevine that Amazon have quite a big team behind them down, you know, at, at the studio. So I feel like if they focus all of their energy and efforts on fixing things like the duplication or the, the speed running or, you know, the lag in the 50 versus 50s, and they could squash kind of these, you know, what I would call kind of basic issues mm-hmm. and then launch the game as it is, I think. I think that they can do it within two months. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I'm talking from a... <laughs> I have no idea, but yeah. I never heard about the lag. What was happening with the lag? So um, in 50 versus 50s, the first, our first three wars were pretty good. When people mm-hmm. started getting to level 40, 50, 60, um, and kind of the the meta became your grav wells, your healing, your, your ice gauntlets, your fire, uh, people would just stand still so everyone would kind of rush to a point a b and c mm-hmm. and no one would move um everyone would just be fully lagged out um and you couldn't you just couldn't play too many people in one point just kind of broke the, the big wars we even had that in the open world as well we we kind of got together on like the penultimate day with as many people as possible and uh everyone came onto the twitch because everyone's like games just crashed you know like they're not responding like came yeah. up and it just it just broke um but yeah that 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 was difficult so that could be actually quite tricky to fix um 14 had that for the longest time and in the end they deprioritized the playing characters in preference of the you know the enemy that you're fighting but if it's not something that simple then that could literally go down to a netcode problem and if it goes down to a netcode problem that could be something they'll be fixing over the course of the next six months Right. My, my, my kind of experience, uh, from like big MMO battles like this comes from Guild Wars two and yeah. we'd be in the big, the big worldly world fights. And this, this for me is like eight years ago. And I didn't feel that there was, I know that they reduced kind of player, um, you know, your skins and stuff became kind of quite basic and a lot of the, um, the skills, you just didn't see them. Um, but it never felt like what I'd experienced with new world where everyone just froze in in a in a in a, in a 70 80 man scenario let alone you know in guild wars they had a lot more bodies and a lot more things happening i just thought by now again like from a from a real basic top level uh noob perspective here it should be it should work right it's amazon yeah, it should work but yeah um that was quite game breaking i guess for the for the territory wars and you know when we we lost we lost everfall kind of near the end of the game we had the taxes set to low and uh, the Covenant guys came in, they took over and they set the taxes to high. Oh my gosh, the abuse that we got for, <laughs> for losing the territory and then the taxes going high um, was hilarious. And, you know, I feel like it could be, that's such okay. a big part of the game. Yeah. That if it's broken and if people flip territories, then it, it affects crafting, it affects gathering, it affects kind of... I love that aspect. I love that sandbox aspect because one of the things yeah. that I've I've seen and... It's interesting because I do want to get to obviously the just what's all been going on outside of New World uh, as a discussion. We'll have that here in a little bit. But when we look at the core aspect of the game and the sandbox is that a lot of people continue to say it doesn't have enough content. And I'm like, hey, it's a brand new game. Like that's the common complaint about any MMORPG. But what you just talked about, capturing territories, flipping territories, control, how it affects the crafting, how it affects the markets, how it does all these things. It's like that sandbox content is engaging. It's intriguing. It has yeah. drama. It has its own stories that players yeah. are driving to create their own content while we wait for like, oh, the next chapter of, you know, like a, a main uh, story quest, which the game originally didn't have. They're adding it in. So I'm going to venture to bet that it's going to be okay 
And then maybe if they continue to invest in it down the road, it might even be better and better. But, uh, you know, like, do you feel that New World has enough content for you in 2021 uh, to really become your main, your home MMORPG? And then I want to I want to toss that to chaos as well. But uh, Danny, for you. Yeah, I, I, th I think for me, um, I spoke about it recently and I, I you know, I, I very much I'm a I'm a simple man. You know, I <laughs> I very much enjoyed you know the gathering um the crafting on a real basic level because i didn't actually do too much of it um and i i saw the game as kind of like this adventure game as well so the amount of exploring you can do and just you know general just walking around the game i think has so much time in it for me but at the moment for me personally yeah i think there's enough content because like you just mentioned there the amount of um you can you can you kind of create your own content mm -hmm. you know as long as you have even without a company you can still become like a mercenary and fight for companies within the territory wars and and there's so much to do just on the pvp front regardless of you know the expeditions and the sort of the end level open bosses and stuff so for me personally yeah i think um i i, I guess i would be happy for at least six months without any new content um just kind of flipping territories and exploring what's already there but i would like to see maybe like a roadmap or something to kind of you know whet the appetite for what's coming in the future and i know i know i know this you know people have run into the desert at this point and yeah teasing new weapons all these kind of cool things are happening but it'd be nice if something official come out from new world to say hey guys look, this this is what's coming um yeah enjoy the game. yeah what do you think what do you think about the content roadmap for me uh, um like the a... pvp side of thing which is quite big is you know not really for me i've never been really into pvp for mmos and I feel that's a large, you know, chunk of this game. Mm -hmm. um, I'm coming from an MMO background with Fun Fantasy 11 and 14, where it's very story driven. Mm -hmm. And as long as the story is chunky, yeah, and chunky quests, story. I've never yeah. heard it described as that. That's like, such a good way. can we just take a moment to acknowledge <laughs> how perfect that description is? It makes me think of ice cream. I don't know why. Like, it's like, I'm sure somebody could take that in a different direction, but I'm like, yeah, it is chunky. Continue on, sir. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Um, what I'm looking for in New World is a chunky, good story with good, you know, dungeons and encounters and endgame on a pve front as long as it can deliver that then it'll be fine um but i find it's the pvp aspect of it is quite integral to the way the game is and from what Danny was um saying there you know the whole aspect of building companies territories and everything you know protecting that with the pvp aspect of it i feel the pve side will kind of be diminished so I'm not sure. For those people that kind of want the whole package, PvE and PvP, I can see it being enough for this year. But for those people that are just looking for PvE only, I can see it maybe not being enough. For PvP, it's endless. PvP is like a constantly evolving thing, and there's that content just, you know, that feeds off itself. Yeah. You, you win territories, you lose territories you're always kind of looping on that cycle to maintain that land. You know, think of it like uh, in Final Fantasy XI when you would lose one of your areas, then you'd work to get that back. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that mentality. So for me, the PvP side of things usually live a lot longer. So if you're going in PvE only, I'm hoping there's enough there, but well, there, 50 50 PvE does take part in the undermining of the event as well as the invasion so they like there is a mirror um you know element so it isn't just 100 percent you know pvp focused and i do want to talk about final fantasy 14's pvp because mysterious says and walker world v world can you even imagine in final fantasy 14 like how how wonderful i think that would be um but you also have like then i would say maybe even crafting and gathering in terms of that because the world in and of itself both being dangerous and like I just I'm right now I'm just absolutely addicted to cutting down trees. I have no idea why, um, but it just <laughs> is appealing. Is there a raid? No, there's not currently a raid, but that doesn't mean there won't always be a raid. And so I do I do feel what you're saying, Chaos, is that uh, I've heard a lot of people kind of echo that that it that it needs a raid, it needs x x amount of content, and honestly, 
I think it will. I think it's going to have that. I don't need that all on day one. I think there's enough offering. Now, Danny said six months. Uh, I think that they, they would do best to have their first big update at least three months after after launch because that's going to help communicate and establish that. At that point, that's when I would that's when I would bring in the roadmap. I think essentially you you launch, you you look at the feedback, you listen to the feedback, you prepare your next big update. And then once the update's established of this is what it is, then you sit here and say, great, now that we've shown you what we can do after we've launched, let's talk about what what we're doing next. And then after that, because right now, I think a lot of people are just going like, well, I don't know. Like if they put out a roadmap for me today, like Chaos and I were there for Anthem, like excited. We saw a roadmap, we, we saw 2.0 and it didn't mean anything like it was just it was just lies upon lies and it was like that really really sucks and so i don't think amazon's lying but i don't think they've shown anything that the the average gamers just going back going like all right i trust that that's gonna happen you know but that's just me because they're also launching in september which october you got call of duty and into no, like november like when you think of october november december it was like big game season and like, honestly, I say launch, let things be quiet. Let all the hype go over there. And then in January, you're like, oh, and by the way, did you say void gauntlet? Did you say desert, I, you know, lands? <laughs> did you, did you want more? Did you want to raid? You know, like that's where it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, have you finished all that stuff? And you're looking for something more. Oh, you already, you got a level 30 character in new world. Come on over. Come on back. Welcome. We've got cool stuff for you. That's, I think that's the the ideal scenario in my opinion now i think go ahead go ahead Cass. i think something that um hasn't really been spoken about is we're talking about you know three months six months and that's all fine but let's let's just assume three months down the line how easily accessible will new world be to new players you're going out into the open world you're going to see people that are crazily leveled you're going to go into pvp get your ass handed to you what is what is you know i think that transition is equally as important as releasing new content mm -hmm. because as a new player you jump in if you're just getting your ass handed to you left right and center by everything you come across or you're just having to get carried all the way and you're not really experiencing anything that can equally just put people off so i've it'd be interesting to see how they handle that with 14, for example, they mm -hmm. handled it through the story by leveling you up as you're going through the main scenario and pretty much handing everything to you on a plate after every quest. Not the top-end gear, of course, but enough to get you by and into what you need to do. So I'll be interested to see how New World handles that because I think that's going to be a really, really important factor when you know six months down the line, mm -hmm. players come in and are going to feel a little overwhelmed by all the high level characters and want to, because yeah. they're in the same area often. Yeah. They're in the same town. What do you they're think about, in the same guild. What do you think about that, Danny? Yeah, no, that's, that's a really, really good point. Um, and uh, you absolutely hit the money. I think, uh, I think one of the things of New World, um, and we, you know, we discuss it a lot, is obviously the combat's quite different from what you see in like most, you know, typical MMOs, as it were. You know, you, you wow, things like that. Um, and I think, what New World does a really bad job at um, is teaching people how to do that, you know, how, how to embrace the different combat. Um, and we saw it a lot on our server where we had a lot of, you know, PvP companies come together. And if you're constantly, um, let's say, on not the losing team, but the, you know, the team of the, le the least people, you always find yourself um, in kind of that losing scenario and it's really demoralizing. So like you say, yeah. if, you, if you're a low level coming into the game and you don't understand the combat and that the PvE side of the game doesn't teach you how to, um, you know, dodge or, you know, use your free ability. You only got free abilities, right? So yeah. it's very, it's, it's different. So Six, if you can, if you switch yeah, weapons. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't find myself switching weapons though. I found myself just like, you know, pushing forward. Occasionally I would, I thought I was going to be like, fire this, fire this, fire this, switch, fire this, fire this, fire this, switch, you know, and I didn't end yeah. up doing it like that. Anyway, continue, please. Yeah, no, I will just, but the, the point is really, uh, is that the game, you know, like what Kevin was saying, is it doesn't really, it doesn't really teach you in the early game or, or the early days of the game on how to 
be prepared. So even, you know, I, I like I said, I, I was pretty low level compared to a lot of the PvP players that I come across. Um, but I always found myself um in some scenarios I would win, some scenarios I would lose. Yeah. And some of these people some of these players were much higher level than me. And I, I really found myself pushing my limits to try and beat higher level players with you know, that maybe 20, 25 levels above me. Yeah. Um but there comes to a point when when I was fighting level 60 players as a level 30, uh, the kind of the gear when you hit 55, 60 is very, very powerful and you really have to really, really be good. But um, I think New World does a really bad job at teaching people how to embrace the combat, how to learn the combat, how to, you know, your positioning is, is so important. And I think um, you can kind of just left-click your way through the PvE in the early stages. So, you know, kind of from care said yeah when you get to a certain level and you come across a pvp player that's 20 levels above you the chances are you're instantly going to lose um but i hope i hope they embrace that kind of early stage story um they level you up throughout the story as well but provide you with that knowledge on how to um how to uh, how to play with the current combat system that's mm-hmm. a new world how, how did the gear affect the the people you're battling when they were like 30 levels above you um from so I, I, <laughs> I, I met a lot of people that were like ah oh, the scaling so off you know uh, i'm level 60 and someone's level 40 and they're just insta killing me and the people were complaining about the scaling the whole way through and i personally didn't see that because i didn't get to those high levels so i didn't yeah. experience the the low levels being better but um what i found is that yeah when when you become 60 there is a lot of um you know you get the extra Kind of equipment slots you, you get the the kind of top tier um gear score and things like that so it just it kind of made that gap between uh, a lower level player and a high level player very a lot mm-hmm. so when you did land a hit it really made a difference um but I, I didn't i didn't feel it was massive i felt like it was enough that if you were really skilled in the combat you could still win an out level battle um, I don't know if that answers your question. No, it, it does. It, it's <laughs> yeah. Im- it's important because one of the things I often have seen in recent MMO design is that it's all about the gear. The gear is actually visually also a, like not even matter because you got transmog in MMOs now. So it's like just the stat stick, right? Where stats don't, you know, like they just make you more powerful, but they don't make up for skill. And so if yeah. is the PVP more skill focused or is it more stat focused and essentially if you can as a level 30 player take out a level 60 player that's a skill gap in which that is it's a skill focused system with obviously you you know you want your stats to matter you want your grind and the progress you put in to matter and so the question will be is that just like chaos asked is like in the long run of things when somebody is level one and level 10 and you know like people know the system you have your veterans who live it and breathe it and they're just dominating the game and then you're like how do new people come in and get established because if new people can't come into the game that's that's a bad sign that's bad that's not a healthy mmorpg you want new people coming in because of how exciting and fun it is as opposed to like you come in and you're just like i can't even do anything i personally hope that we'll see some form of like level syncing in terms of like pve content as well in terms that when I come in and let's say my brother decides to join me after like, I'm just raving. Yes. I'm level 60. And yes, I could create a new character on another server with him, but I don't want to do that. Um, you know, come and play this game. And then it's like, yes, let me sink down to your level. Uh, that's what final fantasy 11 did. It was that, you know, it was awesome because it ended up making the entire game viable. And yes, there are people who didn't like the level sync system in 11, uh, because they felt like, you know, it kind of broke, uh, the core classic experience they exist people i'm not making it up but for the most part i think it was one of the key defining features of how final fantasy 11 solved that problem and i hope that new world continues to go and solve that problem um one of the things and i'd love to know your thoughts on this because this is one of the ideas that i really hope percolate to the devs i put the feedback on the form so i'd love your take on it if you if you're anti this form then We'll just remove them from the podcast <laughs> and Danny all of a sudden just, just disappeared. Now I just, I, 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 it's, I don't think it's game breaking, but the thing I found about the, uh, the beta was I really wished we had more open world leveling. It shifted heavily to the boards and the quests. And I, I got no issue with that, but we saw people break that. I'm assuming that's going to be that exploit of getting all the town boards, 
doing the quest once and turning it in everywhere and just, you know, leveling up yourself really fast. I felt like the, the leveling in the open world really took an experience hit. Like I wasn't getting like what I felt would be a good amount of experience to justify. I just want to go out into the world and I just want to kill stuff. I want to farm. I want to find a camp and I want to make that. And that's something I still appreciate to this day in MMOs. And what they did, what new world did was they added uh, a bonus experience to your PVP life. The longer that you've lived, if you get taken out, that's bonus experience, right? You take out somebody who's lived a long time, that's bonus experience. And I, I was like, I don't necessarily think that they need to increase the overall experience that enemies give, but I would love to see bonus experience give to enemies who have a longer life than others. So this enemy spawned in, you know, two hours ago, it's got an, you know, it's got additional bonus experience. And that comes from Guild Wars. And Guild Wars had that system. And I actually always just appreciated it. It was always fun when you ended up killing an enemy and it was like, oh, that there was 300 bonus experience just attached to that enemy. And I wasn't even aware that was, that was fantastic. And I think that would be a good offset to this power leveling that people have done through their questing. What do you, what do you think is the questing the more important thing? What do you think? Um, so, uh, so they kind of, they kind of patched it during the beta and extended the time between the town boards because yeah, like you say, um, <laughs> the t people just stood at the town boards all day and did town board, you know, and were were taking off all their armor and respawning and going to other towns and um, kind of uh, didn't use the system in the way it was supposed to be used. So yeah, they they kind of patched it, but I completely agree that um, they need to put more emphasis on you know, rewarding people for exploring. I yeah. think and mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, getting getting people to go to the furthest parts of the island and rewarding them for that um i i yeah in a short answer yeah i absolutely agree i really really do <laughs> you can stay on I, the show I, I, i've mentioned before like, i'm a, I, my 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 basic my mmo experience comes from guild wars i played yeah. that and i haven't really played anything else so um you know i even even i'd like to see some more um you know incentives for you know it's the wrong word wrong way to put it it's not a pve player versus a pvp player everyone's a player but you know things that bring kind of the two communities together you know like chaos mentions is that he's more into the story behind the thing uh behind the game and, and the kind of questing and things like that whereas you know i really do enjoy the pvp but a way to bring us you know together and, and play the game and fight together and things like that whether that's against uh you know like an open world you know you're talking about raids earlier i would like to see something from the guild wars 2 scenario where there is a big boss that spawns in the open world and yeah. everyone goes there together and PV, I want for a better term, the, the, you know, the, the fighters would protect your, your crafters and your gatherers and you would all be there, you know, in this big, I don't know, something like that. that just There are some of those together. bosses in this game. I, some people haven't seen them. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I should say that, but they, it's pretty cool. <laughs> they've got some, <laughs> they've got some stuff that I, that people haven't seen yet publicly and yeah. it's i'm like it's exciting i think it's going to be something that will be ultimately uh you know really kind of create these moments to moment a thing of like holy crap did you see that happen that, oh i remember that when that happened the first time and yeah. uh, and more so the i just i can't wait and i'm just sitting here just like i'm excited and then at the same time i know that in october like i know in november what i'm doing like uh, chaos has the the literal <laughs> image behind his head right now with n walker like i yep. know in November, I'm playing Endwalker. Uh, I, I look at, I've been able to balance multiple games my, my whole life, and I continue to plan to do that. Like, it's, for me, the longest time, it was Final Fantasy XIV and Destiny, and then eventually Destiny 2. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, I think New World's going to uh, fill that Destiny PvP hunger that I, that I have, that I love that kind of content. Um, but I know that right out after September, assuming that Amazon launches the game and it doesn't suffer yet another delay, We've got Lost Ark. Lost Ark is a beautiful game. It's actually a really fun game. It's not, I don't know if it's going to be for everybody because it's that isometric view. It's that Diablo style MMORPG. Have you followed Lost Ark at all or have you been zoned in 100% on New World? Um, personally, I, I have invested a lot of my energy into New World, my time into New World. You know, I, I feel it It fits me yeah. uh, with my my pvp passion and you know leading a, a bunch of pvp players we you know we we love the we love it but um 
I absolutely loved Diablo 2 and the series. So, yeah, just just that comparison to Lost Ark is definitely... I've looked at it, I've followed it. I haven't, you know, invested too much time into it, but I know it's there and it's definitely something I'll be playing, um, whether or not I would kind of look to create content behind it or not, but I want to play it for sure, yeah. Yeah, so what about you, man? Where, where do you fall with Lost Ark? So the Diablo kind of point of view, the isometric, I never liked for the longest of times until I met Ascent and that changed me. <laughs> I've been um that's a fantastic game by the way. Yeah. I really need to try it. Um with Lost Ark I've kind of been hovering around it for a while. I've been watching people stream it. It looks really good. I definitely want to try it. It definitely won't be a main game for me, but it'll be a game where I jump in and out periodically just to play around in i do like the way it looks i do like the way it's designed um but it's all about how it feels when i play it right anybody here worried that lost ark is going to cannibalize any of the excitement or hype around new world yes lost ark is a established game there's a lot of people um that have been waiting for a western release of that game for a long long time a few of my friends who absolutely love um, New World have, or you know, they've already flat out told me that the moment Lost Ark comes out, they're all over Lost Ark. Simple as that, because they've been waiting for it for so long. And I think, and this is what I was saying to you last week, mm-hmm. where I think the two releases coming together in, even though it's not that close, but in such a short span of time, is probably a bad thing, because it's going to split the community somewhat. You'll have those people that have been waiting for Lost Ark, and when with New World out, it's inevitable. They're going to want to go over there, and that's going to be the new shiny, the new fresh thing on the block. So they're going to be wanting to invest time in it and see what it's all about. Or if they've already been following it, actually experience the game and the story themselves now that they can understand it and play through it. And I think that's it. It's a thing. It's going to, it's going to take some place. And then Danny? following soon after that, you've got Ed Walker. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I don't think Amazon makes any money off of Ann Walker, but I'm just like because it's <laughs> they're both they're both behind uh, Lost Ark and uh, New World. Uh, Danny, what do you think? Are, are you worried about cannibalization here? Maybe, um, maybe that's Amazon's way of uh, taking people's attention off New World while they put their content in the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, I, I feel that they're kind of. Uh, again, like personal opinion, I, I feel that they're two slightly different games. I feel like I would, you know, uh, a bit of a New World fanboy, I'll be investing my time on New World. Maybe, you know, once or twice a week, I'll spend an evening trying out Lost Ark. But, you know, again, the majority of the time we're back on New World. But um, again, like my communities and the kind of the people that I, you know, have built to enjoy my content, I think are kind of more heavily PvP focused and we love the kind of chivalry style type combat mm-hmm. games. And, yeah. Um, you know, that kind of um it, it leads better to the New World than it does Lost Ark. But I, I don't know if it would cannibalize their their launch. I feel like, you know, what Chaos says makes absolute sense that people are going to be interested in playing them both. Yeah. Um but i yeah. I I feel like New World is in its kind of own I think they're in their own boat separately and people would like to try them both out and then maybe they'll focus on one or the other whatever suits them best but yeah both have the I think the the best business model for ex- exactly that now the only time I've seen a company cannibalize itself I think it was either with I think it was the EA when they launched Titanfall like right in the middle of Battlefield Titanfall 2 right oh, in the middle oh, of Battlefield yeah, and that. all that it's like uh you have two future shooter like it's like okay and then <laughs> so like Titanfall 2 I think suffered because of its placement in that regards despite also being a, a sequel and being multi-platform where the original on Xbox one as a lot you know as an exclusive title like really did well really sold well for that that system I think the fact though the business model for Lost Ark and especially as it relates to New World without a subscription fee Lost Ark being free I honestly you said it as a joke about having them you know Oh, oh, go play Lost Ark. If you're not, if you're not, if you finished all of New World and you're waiting for the next content drop, guess what? We have another Amazon game for you and it's Lost Ark and it's free. <laughs> like just yeah. go and play it. And then by the way, like we're, you're keep, they're keeping you in their, in their ecosystem of two games. It's a very small <laughs> ecosystem, but I honestly, I, I think that's exactly like a, the right play. The fact that 
Lost Ark is still was set for October. And even when, you know, New World was set for the end of, you know, August, it's still like, yeah, go and play our game. And oh, and then in October, go and play our other game. And then in November, go and play Endwalker. And then in December, you know, like go play Endwalker because you're still playing that game and the raids and stuff like that. But in January, like that's why I think a lot, I'm going to be very curious if anything kind of falls in the January and February time frame for both Lost Ark and New World. It's going to be ultimately interesting for me to see in the long run. We'll have to see how that plays out. All right. I think that's a fun little Lost Ark uh, conversation. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm with you. Like, I think I'm going to play it. I don't know if I'm going to make content around it in that regards. Like I, I played it in the past. I've made content about it in the past. I, I was excited. And then it just kind of said, okay. I said, whenever you're actually coming, cause I played the Korean version. I was like, whenever you're actually coming in the States, I'll start paying attention again. And then years went by. Like, it, it's not just like, oh, in the next week they announced it. It's like, I'm talking about like, I've played it like 2019, 2018, yeah. maybe even sooner than that. Like it's been a while. And I was like, this is fun. I, I would like to play with my friends. And you know, it's, it was, jumping through hoops was such a nightmare that it's like okay i got a taste okay yeah this game's good and then it's like uh, here's one by good i was gonna say just very quickly i think the one the one thing that um has led me to think about it even if i don't like the game is that uh the team behind new world have been fantastic and really really supportive and really nice mm -hmm. um like the the content creation team you know the people that yeah. i speak to you probably speak to as well um i do really great actually. they have messaged me this week and i'm i'm, I'm very excited about what's happening so. <laughs> so, so so it's really good you know and the support that's there versus you know i create some content uh with another game i won't mention it you know and it just wasn't wasn't there wasn't as i don't want to be soppy it wasn't as hopeful it wasn't it didn't feel like you meant something and you know i you know i'm relatively new to content creation and i feel like it's they they um, they support you very well, and it makes me want to think about doing it for this game too. Yeah, you didn't um, plug yourself at the beginning, but uh, Danny runs uh, the New World Wednesdays uh, podcast. So if you guys are following him over on Twitch, these guys' links and information will be in the description of these uh, videos, audio, and all the good stuff for you guys. So be sure to go check them out. I believe I'm actually going to be on a future show. Uh, so yeah. you invited me, and I was like, yes, we just got to get that on the schedule. So I'm, I'm looking yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great fun. Looking forward to the New World Wednesday. I've been following your content. Uh, especially as it's like, yeah, it's like, I want, I want to see some people who've been following new world. And, uh, he puts out a really a excellent show, lots of interesting things. You got a lot of really cool ideas. That one game that you played at the end of the, like the one show was like, was so funny and fascinating. Um, just to see how that you engage with the community that way. I, I yeah. want to take a, a brief moment to say, uh, thanks for all the likes on the live shows guys. And also if you're watching on ginger prime, uh, be sure to check out the top link for ginger gaming radio, I'm trying to. Uh, we'll be actually moving the podcast full time over here to Ginger Gaming Radio, the live show uh, uh, in September. So you have a couple of weeks to to make that transition. And if you're watching with us now, I would love it if you're watching on uh, GGR in that regards. All right. Welcome, Cromcake. I <laughs> see that you say you finally got up early enough to catch the show. All right. I want to <laughs> I want to shift into a little bit of speculative news in this regards. If I pull up the, the web page, this was sent over and uh, it's essentially going on like with what is happening right now in the world. I don't know if this is true or this is not, but obviously we've seen a lot of drama, a lot of frustration with Blizzard. And the reason why I think this is interesting is as it relates to what we're talking about, New World and Lost Ark and a shifting change in MMOs, like in MMO culture that we haven't seen in, in the history of MMOs. We've seen migrations happen I was talking with a couple of people about when they, and I did a video on it when they migrated from EverQuest to new to, to, to world of Warcraft, we saw the mass migration happen back then. EverQuest was the big, you know, man on campus. Wow. Came in and quadrupled down or I don't know, just set all kinds of records and really, you know, changed the industry going forward. But now we're seeing maybe a new age, the third age of MMOs upon us in which we've got, that whole shifting paradigm and also new MMOs coming out like new world, but I'm going to read this blizzard leak post. Uh, and this is just speculative. Uh, so we don't know if this is going to, to happen whatsoever, but obviously I think it's interesting in terms of discussion and to kind of talk about the implications here, uh, on their end. So, all right, blizzard entertainment will become insight in 2022, a renaming of that classic publisher like imagine if that like if this comes to pass like holy crap enjoyed this archived 
highlight clip everybody like wow like what, a, what somebody somebody called this one but uh who knows like at the end of the day blizzard entertainment is being dissolved early 22 2022 it's going to be replaced by a new team called insight that will be more direct part of the rename activision insight that it's i, I always feel like i i don't even know why we, we say blizzard anymore um much of blizzard though not at all it will be sacked and replaced with new employees for insight Diablo is considered by far the most promising franchise at the present, and Diablo 4 has three planned expansions. A remake of the original Diablo is also in the works, and Diablo Immortal will receive a PC and console release a year after its mobile release. An untitled Diablo PvP game will also be in development under Insight, and the Diablo team, like the Hearthstone team, will most likely be unaffected by these company shifts. We just also saw the Diablo team uh losing uh you know firing its director like they they're they're clean blizzard activision's cleaning house over at that company and i i don't expect anything less i i think this is just the the pre-wave of all that so that that would start to say like if you're looking at like doubtful and truthful like i'm really in the doubtful about this post right now but that starts to be like yeah that, that kind of makes sense <laughs> but it does feel like they're 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 specifically hitting home right Diablo Immortal coming to PC. Like that was the core issue that I had with it. Let's take a pause in this uh, news reading. I want to go to chaos, man. Diablo Immortal PC, Diablo 4. What What is this first part of the paragraph, a renaming of Blizzard into Activision Insight? What do you think about that? I don't think that's real, honestly. <laughs> the simple fact is, you know, Activision Blizzard blizzard entertainment it's a name that everyone knows why would you change something that is you know unanimously known to something completely different like there's no reason for it like i i don't think that's real um in regards to diablo 4 being the most you know promising franchise i mean when you think about it what does activision what does blizzard have Hearthstone? Mm -hmm. wow yeah diablo yeah overwatch that's Over, Overwatch. No, Overwatch is, is Blizzard. Well, it's is all it? Activision. Like Activision owns all of that. Like so. <laughs> no, no, yeah. but I thought it was an Activision product before they merged. No, no, it was it was developed by by Blizzard. Okay, so um, Overwatch. So they've got four games. Um, they've got WoW, which is you know, not in the greatest place. Overwatch, which isn't in the greatest place. Hearthstone, which I have never followed. And Diablo, which is trying to rebound after rebound after rebound, trying to get something right. Diablo 3 was a mess. So I can see them cleaning house and structuring stuff about, but I just don't see them renaming stuff. You don't think the I Blizzard name is tarnished, essentially, like Colin is saying? Like, we're, like when you talk about... When I think about Blizzard, I on, ironically think about Bill Cosby now. And that it, it hurts me because I was a huge fan of Bill Cosby. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think they're big enough to write it through. I think if they make enough changes and get rid of the people that are, you know, that have incorporated the bad ethics within the company, mm -hmm. there's no reason why the friend, you know, the name can't live on. Okay. At the end of the day, if they do, if they're doing right by their staff, if they're doing right by their community, if they're doing right by the people and getting rid of the people within the, company that have done wrong that have wronged and they've cleaned shop doesn't that show more about blizzard being you know death for their staff for their people instead of the name being completely tarnished i don't know i honestly i don't know i think at some point like you can uh can things be fixed so, but yes does it does it take a lot of work? Yes. Would Yoshi P want to do uh, a realm reborn again? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he would rather just, you know, like kind of start fresh. And sometimes that requires a fresh coat of paint completely. I'm not saying that I don't, I don't, I, I'm still thinking I'm doubtful on some of this because just the key things that as it begins with this, uh, maybe even it's been discussed. I could see like some of the stuff being discussed internally, but essentially like from a, dis a discussion to actual implementation and, making these changes like so many things can go on during that period what do you think uh what do you think danny yeah, um yeah, it's, it's a difficult one isn't it i feel like um you know we, we've all grown up knowing blizzard you know it's kind of been you know you whenever you think of blizzard that i personally I, I 
you know, I tie it to WoW and you tie it to one of the greatest MMOs that's ever kind of been out there and, and you know, still is very good. But, um, you know, I, I don't I don't follow it too much because I never really played WoW. I, mm-hmm. um, the, only, the only real game I kind of played from Blizzard was Warcraft 3 back in the day and I loved it. Um, so, you know, I, I have a, you know, I, I have a love for Blizzard in that sense because I grew up playing Warcraft 3, um, Frozen Throne and all these glorious games that I used to love. But, um, you know, over the last... I don't know, for me, three to four months, you know, following, you know, the likes of Asman and things like this, mm-hmm. and these guys talking about it from a top level. It's, I think it's going to be really hard for them to, um, to kind of clear that name. I think it's, you know, it, it gets out to, you know, people that have never heard of wow. Now know about wow. And now know that it's got a bad name behind it. Um, you know, seeing it for me on the BBC news, seeing wow up there with all these, it's bad press. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be difficult for them. And maybe mm-hmm. from a business point of view, they're just like, you know, screw it. Let's just, let's just change the name. But I, you know, for me as a gamer, I would, I would hate to kind of see the, the name disappear. Um, I would love, you know, kind of as chaos to see them renew their wrongs and, and put, put everything to right and, and come back, you know, stronger than before. But um, I don't know, man, I've got a very top level point of view on this, but um yeah, it's. I mean, Dab- Dablo was amazing for me. Uh, so, if it, I, I would always see Dablo as quite a big, um, a big game for them, and if they're able to bring out something new that's, you know, massive multiplayer and refreshed, and maybe that could be awesome as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the uh, if you guys are listening to the audio version of this chaos, this entire time has been twirling his mustache. Uh, yeah. It's been just. It's just been it's perfection. I, I like it. I was just like, I was just really enjoying the visual a- aspect of that. Uh, you know, I was like, oh man, <laughs> Ch- chaos over here. He's plotting, etc. Crom Cake weighs in, says, my honest opinion is that uh, no, Blizzard cannot be fixed. Not because it's, li- it's, it isn't literally possible, but because Activision simply does not care. And that's, that's where I fall. That's where I fall. I think uh, gamers have given Activision a million miles of rope because of the franchises that they've, that they have. Versus EA, like EA has done some crap. Ubisoft has done some crap. Like it's like everybody's guilty of something in this regards. There are no like clean hands, uh, you know, in in the business. But when I sit here and I go, yeah, EA, like I haven't been connected to, I guess, the EA's franchises. So when they would do something that like, I just, well, I don't care. I wasn't planning on playing that game anyway, you know, like no big deal. Um, but Blizzard would do like uh, stuff. Activision would do stuff. And it's like, the defense that would come out and excuse it because of who they were, because of the franchises that, that they were tied into. And I was like that, if what they've done in my opinion is like a thousand times worse, what EA has ever done on this subject. And then it's like, but yeah, you be bad EA. It's just like became this gaming, you know, like you have to speak this language or you're not a gamer kind of mindset. So I've, I've, I'm Activision's fall or Blizzard's fall in this regards has somewhat normalized the conversation a little bit. We can speak critically about some of these things about maybe the games and all. I think a lot of that is led into, uh, it starts with the game getting bad, the game becoming an issue. And it's weird right now for me, like as a content creator, because I've been watching one of my videos that I posted back in the spring that I had no, like I, I hate posting negative videos. We talked about this on previous podcasts, but I played Shadowlands. I like got invited in, like, hey, come play Shadowlands. And I was like, I haven't really played WoW. They added controller support. I was like, that's been my thing. I will play. Like, why don't you play WoW? I was like, oh, it doesn't really have controller support. Even though you can hack it, even though there's mods. I was like, I want it native. I want it to see here and have it actually work without having to have extra stuff. That happened. I played it. And I was like, yeah, I can actually play it on controller. It's not bad. It's not what Final Fantasy 14 does by any stretch of the imagination, but it was passable. And I just like, it's just not a fun game. I was like, I don't have any nostalgia. So playing it as a new player in 2021, 2022, like this game sucks. Like it's not a good game. Like it's, and what the defense is, is that, oh, you have all people played it for all these years. They've got these memories and I'm not trying to attack the community. I'm not trying to like attack anyone. I'm just saying that as a new player, I didn't like it. That video has been just blowing up obviously off the heels and it's like and the number one comment tends to be this age like fine wine and it wasn't my intention but it's that okay here's here it is and occasionally i see the uh the blizzard defense force 
you know, coming in, you know, saying like, oh yeah, it's like, could it be a good game? Maybe, but I think it requires somebody to care. And I think, and the core issue I think that I've said about Blizzard for the longest time is that they have leadership problems. I can see that from the outside in. There's a leadership problem here. And if this is something where they replace the leadership problem, yeah, I think they could, they could turn it around. It's going to be a lot more expensive than if they just replaced the leadership problem and all this stuff didn't come to light. But I'm glad this stuff came to light because it's an important conversation that as human beings, we need to continually try to better ourselves and make, you know, the world hopefully a better place. But let's continue in this epic post of epicness. Uh, World of Warcraft is entering official maintenance mode. The little work that has already been put into the expansion after Shadowlands will be released uh, 9.3 sometime in 2023. 9.3, despite the name, has nothing to do with Shadowlands, and it's just made up uh, to salvage stuff from 10.0. Classic servers will be merged into one or sorry, uh, merged into one or two with the launch of uh, Wrath of the Lich King Classic in 2023. And this will be the last classic expansion planned. A new untitled World of Warcraft successor is in the works, looking to take a lot from Final Fantasy 14. And it's going to be developed by the majority new team and that those have made, uh, made it and worked on WoW. It is not a sequel, but a total reboot with the new core or new lore. Currently only in planning at the stage. The base game will focus on Valinus as Eastern Kingdoms and Outline uh, Outland, which is playable races for both worlds, and is currently believed to not have factions in it, and it will not borrow from Hearthstone. Uh, it will remain separate and continually updated with new expansions. A Warcraft mobile MMO project is also in the works since 2019 and will continue to under insight, focusing it on drawing in an audience in China. That makes sense. And it's separate from new PC MMORPG. The last report said that it, it was canon to WoW, though it is unknown whether this will change with WoW entering maintenance mode. And a Hearthstone spinoff game is coming out. It's going to build off the auto battler modes. Overwatch is believed to be unsalvageable, failing to capture the mo- uh, any modern interest. Overwatch 2 has been canceled and it will have multiplayer, uh, multiple smaller mobile projects set in the universe. Overwatch in late 2022 will receive the maps and heroes plan for two but not the PVE modes and Netflix original series is in the works. It seems unaffected by these cancelizations. Starcraft has been completely abandoned. There are no plans for an RTS or MOBA of any kind. And because their franchises and lead characters will no longer capture people's imaginations like they used to, there's been a lot of work being done on developing new IP after three canceled projects and that they have been working on since early 22 set in a unique fantasy universe. And it will debut as a gotcha style RPG and will be announced at either Gamescom or E3 next year. BlizzCon 2022 has been canceled, and I'm certain that you've all guessed that. So, if this is completely fabricated, talk about hitting every single note. Every single note. Was there anything in that list that you would rate true partially true or completely false starting with you chaos world of warcraft entering maidens mode true partially true or completely false um at the moment i'd say partially true i think it's still got more life in it but the way they've been handling the game has been pretty dire i've recently actually been watching a lot of um wow stuff in regards to how people have felt with shadowlands and how the company itself is handling new content, future content, or just listening to player feedback. And it's almost non-existent. It's almost like a one-track thing mm-hmm. where the developers know best and the players don't know anything and what we say goes. And if you don't like it, go away kind of thing. And if they continue down that ment- mentality, I could definitely see WoW coming to an end. Um because it's it's just in a really really horrible place right now. Classic servers being merged, I think, is the logical way forward because the player population for that has crashed quite hard. So, Wrath of the Lich King being the last one, I can see believable. Mm-hmm. Them remaking a another WoW game as a successor, I can totally see that. The yeah. simple fact is the original WoW is so dated now. It has it's to not be pulling. It's it, not pulling people in. So that I see totally believable. Will they actually, you know, take a lot from 14? That's That'll be interesting, considering how the developers have been quite vocal in crapping over 
Asmongold over mm-hmm. 14 yeah. in terms of how he's been praising it. So to go back and then take the ideas from 14 of what it's doing right and having that humble pie will be quite interesting to see. I think it's the right move for them to look at other games, see what they're doing right, and then incorporate that into their own game. I think that's 100% what people should do. You know, if companies like Anthem were doing that at the beginning, you mm-hmm. know, games like Anthem were doing at the beginning, it wouldn't be where it is right now. Yeah. You need to look at other games that are doing things right, taking those and then adding your own flair, your own creative ideas to the mix to make it your own. That's how you make a good game. And the sooner people realize this, the better. So that I can see as a definite possibility because when I look at WoW right now, it just doesn't interest me at all. At all. Zero interest. Whether it's, I mean, and I'm not one for, you know, a, you know, a graphics person because mm-hmm. I can go back to my normal Nintendo, 8-bit Nintendo, and play games off there. I've got no problem with that. But it's just the way the game is designed. I just can't get it. It just doesn't draw me in. The WoW Mobile, I can see that being a thing, especially yeah. in China. That will, that will oh, skyrocket yeah. and make a millions. I mean, Call of Duty Mobile makes eight, nine million dollars a day. A day. <laughs> yeah, right? it's insane. Eight, nine million dollars a day. It makes more than their WoW console counterpart does per day. And that is just through microtransactions. It's insane. Um, so that I can 100% see happening. Um, Hearthstone spinoff. Hearthstone has been a kind of biggish project for them. I know they dwindled it down. So having something released to that could potentially be, especially if it's an auto battler, definitely something that you know mobile gamers will love. Overwatch um, has been down in the dumps for a while now, and it's it, it's it's not finding its way up. They're redoing certain things. The last thing I saw was them remodeling their characters, bringing them high res and new, like recreating the models. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not going to sell the game. The simple fact is, um, I think that era for Overwatch has come and gone, and I can definitely see them dwindling down and ending support in 2022 2023 for overwatch that and then working on something else to complete you know to revitalize that genre if they want to continue it but i can see overwatch coming to an end now it's just gotten to that point it's not even talked about anymore this is the first time i've seen overwatch mentioned in the longest of times uh starcraft i didn't i forgot its existence so i'm not surprised and... <laughs> you didn't even mention any of the thing. We're like, and even chat was like, a lol. Like, we didn't even talk about Heroes of the Storm or StarCraft. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like, no one is. But when was the last time you had anything about StarCraft? I don't know. There's been nothing, nothing yeah. for years. It, it, it just completely just disappeared. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can, I can see them completely and utterly abandoning. Starcraft because it just doesn't exist at all in anywhere. Yeah. As for going the gacha route, everyone's seen what Genshin Impact has done, mm-hmm. and everyone wants a piece of that. They want a piece of that pie. What do you think, Nanny? Um, oh, oh this, um, I, th- I think uh, again, like I've, I haven't really played too much of this game, so I feel like you know, um, Overwatch, for example, to. I don't even know they're planning to make a number two. I know it's been cancelled. <laughs> kind of like it kind of hits me. It's like, oh, that's kind of sad. But then I'm yeah. over it. You know, it's like yeah. whatever. Um, I, 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 again, like I, I don't have too much knowledge on on World of Warcraft and where it's at. But I've been following the kind of top level conversations that, um, you know, chaos hit the nail on the head. They just don't seem to care about what people want. Yeah. Um, and what what I would love to see from kind of an outside point of view, um, again, following from what chaos said, is that. You know, there's so many. There has been so many fantastic games that, if WoW was going to make a comeback, you know, or you know, um, a remake or, or anything of the sort, then if they could take all of these fantastic elements from all these new games, even the older games, you know, from yeah. Wars, from from their own game, um, you know, some of the stuff from New World, from Final Fantasy, all these things, and kind of put it into a pot and just make it fantastic. You know, maybe with better graphics, maybe with you know, a, uh, a new modern feeling. I I, th- I I think it could be 
incredible but yeah it could know, be they 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 obviously you know at the moment you know if people people when i speak to people about well i'm just like Ugh. no no thank you yeah, and whether no that's thanks. to do with the team or the game and maybe just everything combined people just you know people are not into it anymore um so if if they were able to kind of you know Re, re reborn <laughs> they can reborn themselves with one for a better term um then I, I think it could be absolutely fantastic and mm-hmm. you know they have they have the experience to put together a, a fantastic mmo you know I think. yeah i really i really would jump in like i really do hope that wow is in maintenance mode i really do hope they they're done with that like i think they could do one of two things they could do what pso2 do genesis has done where it's connected in some way so you log in and you can pick wow you know, all the way through whatever or new wow, wow two or you know what have you, because essentially here's the thing. Like in the re- the reason I fall to that specific value, something that New World already does, they don't do it uh, completely yet, but they are do- planning on doing it, and it's controller support and the potential for console with Amazon Luna uh, as an option. New World could literally come to consoles played through the cloud uh, without having to compromise power and and spec. Uh, depending on the console, et cetera. But the fact that it supports controllers, I think is a really awesome thing. I played New World's beta uh, like with the controller. Like that's how I played the game. And I intend to play that at launch and going forward. And if they are able to then uh, down the road, patch in full controller support. So menus and everything is, uh, you know, mappable and interchangeable via that method, that's going to be phenomenal. And so when I look at the state of World of Warcraft, the fact that Final Fantasy 14 is also on console is also control. Like they are so far behind the ball already in 2021. And it's like, that that's not something that just happens. Yoshi P made that a mandate from the beginning. And that, that requires a rethinking. And I go, honestly, the best, best thing to do for that in this case, especially with it, whether they become insight or not is to sit here and say, yeah, let's do another one. Like, you know, let's, okay. It's, it's going to be, you know, WoW has been has been out since 2004. Like here in a couple of years, it'll be its 20th anniversary. Yeah, let's celebrate with. Guess what? Here's here's WoW, whatever we want to call it, whether it's a reimagining. But guess what? It's also on console. It's got controller. It does all these things. We've updated the battle system, and we've got more content to come. And I think essentially that's a really good way to bring back that both nostalgic feeling, but also have a new product for a new generation, for a new everything. You know, the world has changed since 2004 and, and technology has just, you know, jumped light years ahead of where we were in 2004. So the novelty of an MMO, you know, isn't essentially the draw. There's plenty of that. You get that out there. New World, I think, has got probably the most advantage when it comes to what are you doing new because of how you impact the world. Ashes of Creation promises to do some of that by trying to how you impact the with player agency, impact the actual game's world. And I think that's what what's going to set the stage for the next like golden era, the golden age of MMOs is that what do how do players impact the world that they're experiencing? And I'm really curious to see. I believe Square Enix is working on something as well. Uh, I don't know if that's I, I would assume that's going to be a full engine upgrade, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Otherwise, they're going to just keep doing what they're doing. Before we wrap up, Danny, do you have any final thoughts? Anything you wanted to share before uh, we, we we conclude today's episode? Um, no, I mean, I think uh, it's been really great for me to kind of um, talk about something other than New World, to be honest, because my whole life has been filled with New World and, and kind of, um, you know, touched on the previous topic there. I think, you know, if, if WoW does come out again and, you know, we've got Ashes, we've got New World, we've got Final Fantasy, all of these, you know, big MMOs are all just, really healthy competition to make sure that you know whether wow is your main game or final fantasy is your main game is that all of them have this kind of similarity to them where if there's that if there's that uh you know healthy competition and all of these games are just going to get better and better and better and everyone's going to you know, have a chance to really enjoy these good games but um yeah no to kind of wrap up it's been uh, it's been a pleasure chatting again and, and really awesome talking new world wow overwatch diablo Gave me back some memories of Warcraft 3 there as well. So no, it's been a been a pleasure. And uh yeah, man, been been awesome. Where can people find you? Um, so youtube.com forward slash Danny, uh, D-A-N-N-E-H, and over on Twitch, which is twitch.tv forward slash Danny T B H. All right. And Chaos, what you got any final thoughts? Anything you want to share that we talked about today or anything we didn't talk about? 
Um, mirroring a lot of what Danny said, um, competition is good. And, you know, seeing other competitors die around you is, you know, I know the fanboys are always lording over it, but it's always bad for the gamer because then it just creates complacency for the developers with, who have no competition. They can put the minimum viable product out and they know you're still going to be there. So I'm hoping that we do see a lot of, you know, competing games coming through that will keep developers on their toes. Otherwise, yeah, game on. All right, game on. And uh, yeah, and then where can people find you? You can find me over at YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Chaos Prime ZYT. Same name you're seeing on the bottom left hand tag. And on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Chaos Prime ZYT. Excellent. All right, guys. Uh, and then for the, me, you're in the right spot uh, for my content, New World, Final Fantasy, uh, MMORPGs. I'm debating if I want to do some Lost Ark stuff. I've you know, been getting questions, so I'm excited. I hope that I have a good launch, but I'm, I'm looking forward to September. I'm really excited to dive into New World. I'm really excited about diving into Endwalker in November. And I've been just, I don't know, just I'm really happy. I, life is going really well. Um, and uh, and the, I'm just really excited to see where content and the rest of this year takes us. And who knows what's just obviously around the corner. If you guys have been listening to this on Ginger Prime, uh, be sure to check the top link for Ginger Gaming Radio. We will be moving the podcast live streams 100% over to Ginger Gaming Radio in September. So if you guys are, you know, we're not canceling the podcast. It's literally going to be there. You can also listen to the podcast in MP3 format wherever shows are had. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in live with us. Uh, that has been phenomenal. I really appreciate the support that you guys give. Thanks to all those who have, uh, you know, supported, but also just for being here and watching the podcast. But let's go ahead and wrap up. That's going to be it for Epic Loot Radio, episode 31, Talking New World with Danny, talking uh, the state of World of Warcraft, talking Final Fantasy, and the future of MMOs. It's going to be a fun year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you in our next episode. Till then, take care. <laughs>